Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Friday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, sportscallauburn.com. I should say the Tiger.fm. Also, after the fact, on the Sports Call podcast, I'm Ryan LaVoy, joined by Brant Daughtry, Cam Barry, and Brooks Childress today in a little bit as uh, we will take you through a two-hour and 15-minute sports call today. We'll be getting off here at 5.15 as Auburn softball gets prepared to play a three-game series in Fayetteville, Arkansas. That is where J.J. Jackson is. That's why he's not on the program today. But uh, Auburn softball about to have another series, so their airtime 545 here in Tiger 95.9. That's why we are getting off air at 515 over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. There will also be Auburn baseball, three-game series opening tonight for Auburn baseball against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Fresh off getting swept by the number one team in the nation. You don't see that very often. Usually Vanderbilt's the ones that are maybe number one or doing the sweeping, but uh, they get swept by Tennessee. So they come into Auburn now on a losing streak in the SEC. So Auburn coming in after winning two out of three against LSU, they will look for a good start to their series tonight. Also going to continue to update you on the Masters as that continues in round two now. Um, keeping an eye on Tiger's play as he is much more in – the mix today while we were on the show however he has fallen back a little bit he just made his first birdie of the day but he is three over part today two over four the championship we'll also recap last night's Braves game we'll also talk a little bit more about Major League Baseball as a whole what we expect to see this year and get you set for a day inside of a Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday 1 p.m. start time for that so we'll preview that so a lot to get to on a shortened sports call today again Ryan Brant Cam and Brooks with you here on this Friday afternoon. And gentlemen, hope we're doing well today. Good to see you guys. Doing great, man. Uh, it's been kind of a slow day today. Uh, yeah. Things just not really moving fast. But that kind of, I feel like that goes along with the Masters. Um, and we'll, <laughs> we'll talk more about more about the Masters as we move on. And my uh, my different than usual opinions on them, or on golf as a whole. And you know, I've we'll, been waiting for that. We'll too. we'll we'll get into it. We'll get Sweet. into it. We've got a, we've got a lot of show, and uh, obviously we'll we'll talk more as we get in, into depth of that. Uh, I'm really excited that the Braves are back. Very excited to have baseball at all, frankly. Um, even though it was not the result that everyone wanted, I think there I think there were moments where you kind of said, "Well, the, the rust is kind of there, but it's kind of there for everybody early in the season." Yeah. So. Hopefully, uh, you know, I don't think any major damage is done there. And, yeah, Auburn softball and baseball playing tonight. Uh, double double whammy of uh, Auburn uh, bat and ball sports Woo. to look forward to. And, and like you said, Vanderbilt coming off a, a three-game sweep is very shocking. Hopefully Auburn can capitalize on their lack of momentum and create a little of their own, especially since they just took two out of three. And 
softball is still doing what softball does. I mean, yes, they're they're a very very good team this year, and uh, hoping to continue this run. So I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Cam, what about you? I'm pretty good. Uh, like Brad said, slow day. Um, disappointed, obviously, that the Braves lost last night. But I will say a small shining light. Monthly prediction. I predicted that Austin Riley would hit the first home run of the season for the Braves, and he did. So that'll make me happy. I get a point towards that. I I think that was the first of the monthly predictions so far that I've gotten correct. So <laughs> I'll take the win that I can. Uh, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Um, but yeah, uh, Auburn softball um, starting today. I'll, I'm going to be doing the. I'll be in the board uh, working that. So definitely excited to hear JJ on the call, and uh, hopefully our ladies get a win. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be uh, in another tough series, as oftentimes is in the SEC, Arkansas, another ranked opponent. Talk a little bit about that in a little bit. But let's start off uh, with some uh, Auburn A-Day nuggets for you as they get set for their uh, spring practice finale, essentially, next, uh, or I guess tomorrow, in just uh, just under 24 hours. as a, it's, a, it's a 1 o'clock start for A-Day. And uh, we will, of course, have the radio coverage on, on FM Talk 93.9. But for those going to the stadium, uh, it's always the culmination. I'll be there. You'll be going. Yes, nice. Uh, it's always the culmination of, of spring practice. And so uh, with that, there's always been a lot of, of, of storylines leading into it and uh, a lot of position battles that, that honestly will not be figured out after play, but everybody can get uh, get eyes on it for themselves. So, Cam, since you're going, we'll start with you. Uh, what are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow? Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, obviously I think everybody is excited to see how this quarterback situation is going to shape out and kind of see who's going to get more playing time, the most minutes out of the A-Day. Um, I heard that it's going to be a really, really short um, A-Day this year. Kind of, It's, it's going to be eight-minute quarters, and then after halftime it's going to be a continuous running clock. So it's going to go by pretty quickly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just the quarterback situation, I think that's, you know, the biggest thing to keep an eye on. Also, I also want to see who steps who steps up at wide receiver. Who's going to get uh, maybe the most you know most throws to them, most receptions, just different things like that. I'm very excited to see that for sure. Yeah, I I'm also interested in the quarterback situation. You're not going to learn anything no. major in this one, but you can kind of get to see it start to take shape. Um, people are going to overreact to this because people always do. It's just what happens. Uh, I think that. You know, I, right now we we keep we keep saying that it's T.J. Finley's job to lose, and I think that still holds true. Um, but again, you you're just trying to. You came into spring ball with five. You now have four. I think oh, you're I trying to whittle choice. it down to three uh, yeah, before fall sure. camp. Um, whether that means someone transfers or holding Gurner takes a back seat for his freshman year, uh, I think both of those. I think one of those two things is going to happen. I don't know who the other transfer is going to be, but. Right now, I think T.J. Finley still holds that one spot. Uh, I'm interested to see in the the offensive line. You know, a team that took a step forward in some uh, a position, I should say, that took some steps forward last season, but also took several steps backwards. Uh, we're hearing a lot about new guys. Jeremiah Wright came in as a tackle, moved to defensive tackle last year, tore his ACL, I believe it was, in spring ball, and was not able to play, and now he's back on the offensive line. Uh, and people are saying really good things about him uh, as a guard. So I'm very excited to see what he has to offer, if there is anything that he has to offer as far as a starter. And, again, no decisions are going to be made yeah. tomorrow. But uh, you get to see the, everything kind of start taking shape, and I am excited to see that. 
Yeah, I've been doing some reading as well, just from Justin Justin Hokinson, obviously, you know, he's yeah. covering and, and the team he's saying just as a whole, their togetherness, just with player interviews, they've been saying that together as a whole, the chemistry of this team is a lot, a lot better than what it was last year. I believe that which is great to hear. Um, obviously, you know, Brian being a new head coach, I feel like now he has or you know, this is year two and he has his guys in that he wants and now the team can really take shape. And you don't have to deal with any controversy or anything like that and just kind of move forward. And um, like you were saying, Brand, with the offensive line, I've also read that that group, um, from what Will Friend has said, that group is, you know, taking big steps, which is beautiful to hear. Yeah, and obviously some of that is going to be coach speak. Not everything is going to be serious. And no one's going to say, well... You know, we thought we might have had a real shot, but honestly, they look like garbage through the first two, no, pra- but two I, weeks I practices. Mean, I'm but, not going to take that with a grain yeah, of salt, though. Yeah, uh, you for know? sure. I agree. I think it's a matter of, like, what are the expectations? Yeah. How much, how, what, what does the floor look like? The ceiling, I think, is going to be the ceiling for that group of offensive linemen just because the, you know, I, I don't think that the, uh, the talent level in that room is yeah. good enough to be a truly elite offensive line. But what does the floor look like? When they are at their worst, are they still executing well enough to allow Tank to hit a hole? Do they still give Finley or Calzada or whoever the quarterback's going to be three and a half seconds to find an open receiver? Right. Even at their worst, what does it look like? And that's going to be really the issue. And I feel like that's going to be the same question that's asked of the quarterback room. Uh, And that's a good question because with this team as a whole, I think there's a lot of questions about – um, how rough it could be uh, next year because oh, yeah. uh, this is obviously shaping out to be, at least from the, the spring p- point of things, one of the lowest floors Auburn has had in quite some time. And so doesn't mean there isn't some potential there, but uh, there's a lot of work to do at a lot of different positions. Uh, one position group that is strong is the defensive line, about Ecu Leota and Derek Hall and and what they're going to be able to do on the edge and what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, So let's focus on that strength. When you have a group like that and you have position groups that you feel better about, maybe you could look on the offensive side of the ball at Tank Bigsby, for example. How much should a guy like that play in a spring practice? How how much should you focus on that? Because I I could tell you you want to – in some form or fashion protect guys like that you know you're confident what you have but on the the other hand you want the guys that are the fighting for roles to either be playing alongside of that so you know what's the real expectation there or playing against that like if you're the first string offensive line you want them to have to battle oh for sure someone like Derek Kalanick Uliota so how would you kind of try and balance playing quality first team players with guys that you're trying to figure out more so on the depth chart I think the answer is different depending on which position you're looking at. If yeah. you're looking at Tank Bigsby, Tank is going to be the focus yeah. of this offense. And he's I don't, the clear number one running back. Yeah, he's the he's the best player on the offense, and it's really not close. I don't expect Tank, Big, Tank Bigsby to have more than 20 total snaps, maybe eight carries. Yeah. If he has any Max. more than that, then I'd be shocked. Uh, Harson knows these guys. Um, the, you look at the depth of the edge position, you've got two guys there. An injury would be catastrophic to either Derek Hall or Ekuliota. And I think both of those guys are primed to have really big seasons. Ekuliota said in an interview last week that he and Derek both have plans to get double-digit sacks. Right. And I I can very clearly see a path for that. But an injury absolutely derails the season at, at one of those spots. Now, you can't be afraid of injury. No. You can plan against it, 
but it's football. Injuries are going to happen. You have to hope they don't happen to you. Uh, at some point this season, someone's going to get hurt. They're probably going to miss a game. Um, you have to hope it's not a guy who's had injury problems in the past, like an Owen Papo or Brandon Council, even though I feel like Brandon Council is one of those guys that I w- it took the steps backward that I was talking about earlier. He was really good in, in, a, in 2020, probably the best offensive lineman on the team. Then he tore his ACL and uh, was not the same player last year, and that's where I really think Jeremiah Wright can step in. But I think, I, I think the issue is going to be limit the pitch count. You know, you we are we are playing a game that doesn't matter. Treat it like it doesn't really matter because you're going to get more practices with these guys. The fans will not see any more, but the media will see a little bit more, and the coaches will see all they want leading up to football season. So uh, again, 20 snaps for Tank, eight carries. Um, Derek Hall and Ekuliota, maybe. 15, 20 snaps apiece, something like that. I expect to see the walk-ons pretty early. And like Cam said, this is going to be a shortened A-day, so uh, I, I, don't expect, I don't expect to see more than 50 or 60 snaps all day. A-day for the Tigers coming up tomorrow, 1 p.m. inside of Jordan-Harris Stadium. We'll have a little bit more on that a little later in the show, but we're going to go ahead and hit our first break of Sports Call today. When we come back, birthdays in sports. This is Sports Call. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. It's Sports Call. Ryan Lavoy, Cam Berry, Brant Doffrey. Brooks Childress will be joining us in just a few moments here on this Friday afternoon. A little bit cooler today and tomorrow than it has been. Of course, we'll quickly warm back up on Sunday. Is 62, it's south. Is 62 what we're looking for on Saturday, or would you prefer a 72, an 82? I'd prefer 52? a 72. I, I, like low, low 70s, yeah. high 60s, I feel yeah. like is the ideal Very temperature. Nice day, maybe a little bit of wind, some breeze, yeah. keep it nice and cool, but still comfortable and keep the sun out, you know? I'm going to be watching it from my house probably. So. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, I, you know, I'm just curious because obviously we fluctuate a lot in the spring, obviously. It's and, terrible. Um, you know, with... Uh, the knowledge that Sunday, for example, 24 hours later, the high will be 78. Uh, I don't know if you would prefer that day or the 62. No, six, 62 for <laughs> sure. Okay. Just because, I, just because it's so it gets so hot and then the sun's beating down on you. There's really no good angle because it's at one o'clock in the day. Yeah. So right. Here's my here's my weather takes. Right, cool is better than warm, but yeah. hot is better than cold. I would rather be hot. I would rather be too hot than too cold because the cold is physically painful to me. Uh, I would rather be sweaty and a little bit muggy, but I would rather be, you know, high 60s than high 70s or low 60s and high 70s, I guess. 
I could respect that. Yeah. I can have. I, I see what you're saying there. Yeah. I've never thought about it, it like that. I've always just thought about it. Do I like it generally warmer or generally colder? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm definitely a warm weather person. So, uh, but that makes a lot of sense. And that's a good opinion right there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. We're, we're, I have those sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Or there's going to be opinions about golf later, which I, I dread to hear. Well, I'm it's it's so excited. I'm so excited. But, uh, <laughs> I'm going to wait till Brooks gets in here because I know it will be 2v2 in, in that situation. Sure. So, uh, But uh, let's get to this part of the show. We do this each and every day. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Today's birthdays in sports on April the 8th. First and foremost, if you have a birthday out there, we wish you a very happy birthday. And a happy birthday to these four athletes, starting off with C.D. Lamb, who turns 23 today. Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, drafted 17th overall in the 2020 NFL Draft out of Oklahoma. Consensus All-American in 2019, along with being selected first-team All-Big 12. Lamb was named as the 2019 Big 12 Championship Game MVP. In 2018, Lamb also received second-team All-Big 12 honors. C.D. Lamb turns 23 today. That's that makes me feel old. I'm 23. I'm 24. The the so. the thing is, like every time I see someone my age or younger being extremely talented, I'm just like, why, why, why didn't I do that? Right? Why couldn't I do that? At least something, like yeah. anything. My yeah. talent was talking. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's just that stage. It's the the stages of uh of life, I guess, where you get to the age where you are now. The same age as like professional yeah. athletes. Oh, yeah. I could have gone to school with that person, or in fact, I did go to school with that person. <laughs> uh-huh. That sort uh-huh. of thing. Um, I am 26, therefore CD would have been a freshman when I was a senior, and therefore Jeez. I would have looked at him like he was a little boy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, yeah. Uh, he's not a little boy. He's a very fast boy. Uh, so CD Lamb turns 23 today. King Felix Hernandez turns 36, six-time MLB All-Star, one-time American League Cy Young Award winner. One-time MLB wins leader, two-time American League ERA leader, pitched a perfect game on August 15, 2012, pitched an immaculate inning on June 17, 2008. Hernandez spent his entire 14-year career essentially with the Seattle Mariners. He did have uh, an opportunity to make the Braves, but then got injured, COVID, all that, and then it did not work out. But Felix Hernandez, a great Seattle Mariner, turns 36 today. King Felix. Carlos Santana turns 36, nick- nicknamed Slamtana, designed, uh, designated first, excuse me, designated hitter, first baseman for the Kansas City Royals, 2019 MLB All-Star, 2019 Silver Slugger, gold medalist representing the Dominican Republic in the 2013 World Baseball Classic, spent two stints with the Indians, now the Guardians, and played a season with the Phillies before landing in KC. Carlos Santana turns 36. And turning 49 today, former MLB shortstop who played for the majority of his 13-year career with the Toronto Blue Jays is Alex Gonzalez, mainly known for his defensive prowess. Gonzalez was a career 243 hitter with an on-pace percentage of 302. He also spent time with the Cubs, Padres, and Phillies, and also with the Atlanta Braves. Um, but uh, Alex Gonzalez turns 49 today. Good power-hitting shortstop, but not the best average. Yeah, uh, I believe That's not a bad on-base percentage, especially no. given the batting average car- paired with it. I believe he was right after Edgar Renteria? Question mark. Oof, I think I couldn't tell you. I the uh, the first brave shortstop I ever remember is uh, Andrelton Simmons. So okay, I think he was the one right before Simmons and right All after right. Renteria, and Renteria was right after Rafael Fercal, I believe. Or well, no, Unel Escobar's in there somewhere. I don't <laughs> know. Players <laughs> changing positions. 
uh, at the shortstop position. Dancy Swanson's been the shortstop for the Braves for a little while. And, and this, should be for a while longer. And uh, this will be a perfect segue. I'll go ahead and use this segue. Uh, Atlanta Braves playing last night. Uh, they do lose to Cincinnati 6-3. to Everybody panic. I'm just kidding. Um, it's just one, oh, and 162. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, I, I, not really impressions necessarily on the game itself, guys, because I know you weren't on the show yesterday. Uh, just talk a little bit about your expectation for the team, how it might compare to last year's team, and, and how it might compare to the other top teams in the NL. I think it is in all Atlanta sports DNA to start off slow. Like, I'm mm. a firm believer in that. So I'm not really too worried. You know, obviously, as, as the season progresses on, you want to get a little bit more steam and uh, ha- show this this team has the potential to run it back um, and assert their dominance. They're a very, very talented roster that we, that Anthopolis has put together. Um, so, you know, I, I expect us, you know, to maybe tread our, our feet maybe a little bit through the first maybe couple two three weeks but after that i think we're just going to kind of take off and it's going to be smooth sailing uh I, i'm kind of with cam i think you got to knock the rust off especially with the uh the pressure of being the defending world series champions uh i think you you lost some talent but you also brought in more than you lost i think yes. obviously losing freddie freeman sucks but you're bringing in Matt Olson. There's not a whole lot better in the terms of replacement no. for a first baseman. I feel like I've said that a hundred times at this point. But you're gonna get Acuna back soon. You're gonna get um, Mike Soroka back soon. This team is incredibly talented. I feel like they all really like each other. And I, I, I don't think the Braves will. I think the Braves have a chance to win the division again. Obviously, calling the World Series again is very tough. But uh, and uh, I think the Phillies are gonna be good. I think the Nationals have a chance to be really good. The Mets have a lot of talent, but they always have a lot of talent, so who knows? They're the Mets. Uh, they're the Mets. Bleh. They are lol Mets. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that the Braves have the best chance to win the division. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's baseball. Baseball's weird. And uh, once you get into the playoffs, who knows? Yeah, I, I think with, uh, with the slow start, uh, which, granted, one game's not necessarily even a slow start. It no. would take a couple weeks. But – uh, that's also just very typical of defending world champions. Uh, a lot of the times there's a championship hangover, hangover, which yeah. is great to say that the Braves might or might not get that in the next couple weeks. Right. That. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's not a bad thing, but obviously when you are going to repeat, you still have some motivation and it doesn't, you know, you're not intentionally slacking, but it's just, you know, things are a little different than the year before. And it can take a little bit to get locked in because the last important baseball you played was very important baseball and the most important series that you can play in. And then all of a sudden you're just kind of thrust into the first of 162 of something. And uh, it can be obviously the dog days of summer in Major League Baseball and and all of that. And also with the knowledge that this team was not very good for about 100 games last year and that it it did not lead the division until very, very late. And so really it never got out to a good start for – really the entire first half of the season. So, uh, yeah, it's obviously disappointing to lose on on ring ceremony night or on banner night, but, uh, yeah, just uh, just a part of it. We have a World Series. Got 161 more. (laughs) Yep, and uh, baseball is back, and that's a very important thing. All right, let's go back, or let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today, 334-887-341 locally, toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Daryl from Auburn. Daryl joins us. Daryl, how are you doing? Hey, guys. How are you doing? 
Pretty good. I usually wait for the end of the show to call in, but uh, there's a couple things on my mind. I thought, thought I'd lead it off. Go uh, for it. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Um, uh, one is I'd like to hear the lineups for the blue team and the O team. It don't have to happen right now towards the end of the show because you said the offensive line is getting pretty beat up. Um, I, I did not say the defensive line was getting beat up. I said the defensive line uh, is really good, and I, I no, just, no, 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 no. You misunderstood me. The offensive line, the offensive line. Well, what do you mean by beat up? Uh, I don't know. Defense is beating up on them. Gotcha. Yeah, I was taking it to mean like an injury type of thing. Yes, the defensive line. No, ha- no, no, no. I'm just saying old school spring practice uh getting ready for the a-day game yeah the defensive line has been uh working over the, some of the offensive line at times in practice um but uh this defense line is very good and obviously everybody knows the offensive line uh does have to work on especially some run blocking stuff well that's fine you know it's time for those guys to man up you know don't you think don't you agree with that yeah, I think they showed signs of improvement last year in certain areas. I think they need to really be focusing on on run blocking this year because their pass blocking uh, was pretty good last year. Um, it, it improved a lot uh, from year to year, and it, it was just it was just kind of the run blocking that kind of regressed. So you, you it was a one step forward, two steps back type of thing. Okay, and then. Uh... I kind of like to hear towards the end of the show if you guys run out of stuff to talk about what the lineup is on players on a blue team and a white team. I guess they still do that. Uh, usually it's blue and white. Yeah, I think they are. That is usually what it is. But Harson has said uh, a couple of days ago they just don't have the numbers really to divide the team into two like that. So we may see more of a traditional just offense versus defense spring game instead of dividing it into teams. Okay, and one last thing. I don't want to tie you guys up. I know you got to get to your other callers. Uh, talking about golf. Sure. Okay. Uh, how's Tiger doing? Yeah, so uh, Tiger actually, uh, since we've been on this phone call with you, Daryl, Tiger actually just hit one about two feet on 10, so he's uh, probably going to make another birdie. He had been struggling. He was three over today, two over for the tournament, but uh, if he makes that short putt, he'll be back to one over. And the leaders have not gotten away. I think the lead is still just three or four under. So uh, even though Tiger had a very rough front nine, it's not inconceivable if he can have a good back nine that he's still in this thing. Cool beans. Well, I pull for the old guys. Uh, have you ever heard of a guy named Jack Nicholas? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 18 major championships, the most all time. Well, one of the printed uh, papers, I can't remember if it's Tidbits or Opelika Observer, still has Jack Nicholas tips in it. And then, um, I, is he, uh, excuse my expression, is he still around or? Yeah, he, so he is still alive, and uh, but he does not play. good way to say that. No, it's okay, Daryl. I knew what you meant, and uh it's it's okay to ask, but uh, yeah, no, he is still alive. He does not play golf, obviously, anymore. But he did, uh, he did have the opening tee shot. You know, the ceremonial tee shot Thursday morning before the tournament officially begins, and he hit one of those shots. So he's still kicking. Cool. 
okay. Well, yeah, like I said, it's one of the printed newspapers. I can't remember if it's Opelika Observer or Tidbits, but they still have Jack Nicholas tips. And then um, uh, another thing is, uh, I, I digress. I spent the best three months of my life in uh, Augusta, Georgia. So. Oh, okay. You lived in Augusta for a little while. Uh, actually, it's a place called Fort Gordon, Georgia. But just nearby. Yeah, it's right outside the city limits. It's the where I trained for the Signal Corps, and I found out I was going to go to Germany for a year and a half. Oh wow! Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I don't want to digress into military stuff, but uh, I, I appreciate you guys information on sports call because it doesn't make me sound so ignorant when I go to the restaurant and talk on the weekend. So. Oh, no, that's no, what we're here for. Yeah, that's what we're here for. No problem, Daryl. And, and listen, uh, of course, you know, A-Day being at 1 o'clock tomorrow, if you tune in to 93.9 at 1230, there'll be a little brief pregame show, and then you'll be able to listen to it starting at 1 o'clock. You're talking to the guy that opens the door at Waffle House, and we can't even listen to sports call or any Auburn sports. I thought you got off around 1 o'clock. No, it's about 2.30 before I get out of there. Oh, dang. I I, uh, I didn't know that, Daryl. I apologize then. No, you're good. Um, I, I worked there in 2018. I worked there for nine months. You know, you know what the reason I quit? I believe you've told us before, but I forgot. Why don't you remind us? Because I couldn't listen to Auburn football. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that's fair. Well, I didn't quit. I, I turned my two weeks' notice in, and I blamed it on Amanda. Like, listen, I can't get along with this guy. And it's like, well, we'll miss you, blah, blah, blah. And that was four years ago. Now I'm, uh, all my kids are grown. I don't have anybody to talk to. And then, so if you come to Waffle House, uh, your waffles and hash browns won't get cold while I talk to you. Okay. Oh, that sounds uh, that sounds great to me, then, Daryl. But uh, we're glad that uh, I, I guess they're glad to have you back. Then you do a you do a good job. Uh, I try to, you know, I, there's the corporate policy, you know, you, you can't uh, talk too much. You have to open the blinds at a certain time, and then you can't talk too much, and I talk too much. So, you know, I, I'm learning my limits. You know, I've been there, gosh, i got a year to running state, and I've been there for two months now, and I ain't gotten fired, so. Well, hey, we just got to keep making it every two months then. Two, two months, don't get fired. Two more months, don't get fired. Just got to keep going like that. Well, you know, I listen to economic news come 5.30, and it's so hard to find any decent help. You know, if you're living, breathing, and walking, you can get the job anywhere. So, Okay, there you go. Well, Darrell, we, we appreciate well, anyway, the time today. I'm, I'm listening from Tired Ward M. Steve and then uh, Matt out of Tallahassee. And what did you do to offend Anthony out of Auburn? He hadn't called in in a long time. Yeah, that's uh, that's a long story there. I, I don't know when we're gonna hear from uh, Anthony next, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, he got offended because uh, it, it is what it is. All right, well, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Daryl, we appreciate that phone call. Have a great day, man. All right, bye. That is Daryl from Auburn on our Auburn Bank phone line. Let's go ahead and take our next break of the show. More sports call after this timeout.
All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. This is Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call here on this Friday afternoon, Tiger 95.9. Hope you're enjoying the program today. Just had a good phone call from Daryl from Auburn. Before that, we were talking some Atlanta Braves, and I do want to ask while thinking about it a couple MLB questions at large because one of these questions I have is happening right now, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, Yankees-Red Sox finally got underway today. They were supposed to play yesterday. They're now 5-4 in the 10th after the Red Sox scored one in the top of the 10th which reminded me of what I am just absolutely floored by and do not like it all. So you guys talked me off a cliff of why the extra innings rule is a good rule. Would anyone like to defend it? I don't know if it's a good rule. I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. I don't hate it. Softball's been doing it forever. Both teams get a chance. The thing to me is it's equal, you know? It, both teams have an opportunity. Now, I, I would rather it be regular because I feel like getting a guy into scoring position is a part of the game, but it's equal. Both teams start with it. Both teams benefit from the same rule. Uh, it, I don't I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. That's my defense of it. Wait, what is this rule we're speaking of? The runner on second base. Oh, that's, that's still staying? That's staying? Yeah, that yeah. yeah it, orig- it, is go- it should be going away next year, but after the agreed-upon deal, they came back and changed a couple things. Like, for example, Ooh. people were talking about the uh, the shift the no shift, longer being allowed. The shift and it, should stay. And it is yeah, allowed stay, this keep the year. Shift. Yeah, this year. But, but it will not year. be allowed next that's year. And so ridiculous. it should be the same thing with extra innings, but I just get worried that they're going to keep yeah, longer keep, and longer yeah, doing yeah. it. But, uh, yeah, that extra um, innings rule is still there this year i mean yeah i i feel like no player should just be given bases like no team should just be given bases to start off an inning i mean we start off every other inning with nobody on so why would you add an extra inning with somebody on it doesn't really make much sense to me um that's pretty much all i have to to really think (laughs) about it i mean just you know i just started off as even don't don't put a player on i i don't like that actually um i feel like it gives it gives an advantage even though maybe both teams might get a chance to do it, it's I still feel like it gives it gives an advantage. It, it seems to achieve its purpose. I I don't recall any games last year being 15, 16, seventh inning, you know, just droolers where right. you're there for five hours. Which that's the intent of the rule is to make sure that games go by there, faster. That, yeah, there's not some sixteen inning game, but um, you know, I just I don't know. I, I am very much a by-committee approach, meaning that sometimes I like a more what a baseball peers would like. Sometimes I don't at all. And 
I just don't see the need in a professional sport like this to try to speed up a game that does not already have a speed thing in the extra innings. You know, like it's already an untimed game. So why do you need to get going? Because like, I I just feel like not many people are going to say, well, I'm no longer going to watch baseball games because, well, they could go 15 innings and not, you know, I mean, like that's not going to influence people. The, The interesting thing about it is that rule came about because Major League Baseball wants to do two things. They want to shorten the game and they want more runs to be scored. The problem is those two things work adversely. The more runs are scored, the longer the game is going to take. If the game is shorter, that div- that usually means you're going three up, three down most of the time. So if you, you can't have both. You know, the NFL has done things to make games shorter. Basketball is soaring right now because games are like two hours long. <sighs> I um, love basketball. Exactly. And I like basketball too. I have, an, I have a recent appreciation for basketball. <sighs> And how quick the games are. I understand why people like it. Now, I'm I'm a baseball purist. The only way you're going to make baseball faster and still <laughs> generate more runs is if you cut it down from nine innings to seven. And there's no way that ever happens. Never. I hope it doesn't happen. Not I like nine innings. Not a chance. Um, but this, this rule came about to shorten the game, and, and it has. But at the same time, I, I, I'm with you. I would rather it not be there. I, I don't hate it. I'm not campaigning against it like like a lot of people who dislike it are but uh i I just you know the the mlb has to figure out what it wants to do and we've we've been saying this for a while now the mlb doesn't really have a direction and they're losing viewers and yeah little kids don't like baseball they are not playing baseball um they're moving to sports like basketball and football and and sports that can effectively shorten their game and still score a lot of points you can't do that in baseball yeah just because of the way the game is structured. So I don't know what the answer is, but I know that juicing the balls and putting an extra runner on second in extra innings is not the solution. Yeah. I think gaining appreciation, just because personally, myself, in recent years, I've only come to really like and watch baseball on a decently consistent basis. I would say really within the past like four years, honestly, just you know and it and it helps when your team is good it, it really does it helps it helps you want to watch the games when your team is is decent um just overall pace of play i i mean baseball is these if not maybe one of if not the slowest sport that we have so i i mean there's not much you can really do to quote unquote speed it up i, I you can't really help how the game is played unless you completely change the game Right. So one thing they're looking at, which I think will happen next year as well, is some form of of pitch clock. Yeah. And that will help. The premise about baseball is if you were to think about this, it's not in actuality the, the fact that the event takes three to three and a half hours because college football does. Yeah. And pro football takes three hours and it really doesn't ever get the three and a half, but three hours. So when you're talking about baseball, you really only need to shave a few minutes to be like it's the, the it's NFL, for example. Yeah. But what happens is the action sequences are so much fewer. Yeah. Because, you know, to be fair, you could say in any one pitch something could happen. But how many at-bats do we really have? We have, you know, you have 27 outs a team, so 54 outs will be recorded. Let's give each other 10 hits or so, a couple walks. You're talking about 75 or so plate appearances in a game total. Well, 
in football, you're going to have approximately, and this is for the NFL game, 110, 120, 130 action sequences because you've got 120 plays or so. Um, and so the time between those plays, yeah, not the time between pitches because someone will throw a pitch in 15 or 20 seconds just like someone would snap the football. But there might be three or four inconsequential pitches until you actually get the the pitch of decision. So I guess all that to say is you have a minute, a minute and a half where nothing happens in baseball, whereas in football you have 20, 30 seconds, and then something happens again that could be very important. And so I I think trying to figure out how, you know, if you get that pitch clock, then you hopefully have a few less seconds between pitches. You don't have a lot of batters calling for time. I don't know, you waited in too long and looking in the catcher. I'm going to ask for time again. You don't have yeah. that, that song and dance. Even that would help a little bit, I think. And right. so I'd be interested to see what pitchers would say because I feel like they can be very particular and be like, well, I need to, you know, look to the sky yeah. and then pitchers look at the are dugout, weird. You know, pitchers, but, yeah, have their little quirks. Right. But I think that even that change would probably shave the 10 minutes or so off right. the game and yeah. then it would feel a little bit more concise. So then how do you how do you feel about the shift then? Because I feel like that's taking that's also that's, a time mechanism, I, right? But I feel like that's taking away a new strategy in the game, right? Completely, yeah, right. My my thing with the shift is let the defense do what it wants We're, to do, yeah, right? Nobody de- beat the defense. Nobody you know, decided that any position had to sit in that specific area. Yeah, so that's just where where people put themselves right you know? usually so so why can't you just put them somewhere else it right. just it's just something that i feel like it definitely helps lose be, help you know it causes people to lose interest because they don't want to move forward and okay a hitter is frustrated because they can't hit away from the shift well then what do you do you learn how to go the you other way or you learn how to go the bunt. other way exactly you learn how to do things that will make it harder for them to want to apply a shift to you yeah and and things like that is is very frustrating i just i keep the shift in, that's all i have to say at the end of the day in football the rule is when the offense gets set the offense has to be set or yeah. it, only one player can be in motion yeah. right the entire time the defense could do whatever whatever it wants. Whatever it wants to do, the defense can do it. Um, and I, I just, I, as long as they're I not like across that. the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I, it, it just, and I don't know why I'm comparing it to football because football and baseball are two vastly different. No, sports. but but I but, understand what you're saying. Yeah, I just let the defense do what it wants and make it the offense's job to beat what the defense is doing. That w- that would be pretty funny in football if you had an alignment and then. They had to stop, but the offense could move again. Yeah, right. that would be pretty right. cool. You just load four wide receivers yeah. on that side. There's only one corner. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you guys. Major League Baseball stance here, and, again, it goes back in something Cam was talking about a little bit earlier. This could shave a few seconds off, but it's really not time-based. It's offensive-based yeah. because people don't like, the lefties don't like, that they hit a hard ground ball into the hole between first and second, and it's no longer a hole because someone's in charge. The hole is no longer there. And I would just simply suggest, how about you hit a ball the opposite field? How's that sound? Right. Uh, um, You are a professional hitter. and okay, it's hard. You're making millions of dollars to hit a ball with a stick. Learn how to hit the ball with the stick the other way. And it, it's Don't hard. Don't pull every time. I understand. It's yeah. hard. And it's, it's going to take it's time. It's hard regardless. But It's hard and, regardless. You know, you're like, oh, you know, it might drop my batting average and blah, blah, blah. But once you get the hang of it, it's going to make, first of all, your, you're gonna your bat, spray. You're going to bat like 360. Right. Your, your, your spray chart is going to be off the wall once you figure yeah. it out. 
you're going to be absolutely balling at that point. It might take a, a, a season, maybe two, to get it right, but uh, you're you're still you're still a professional baseball player at the end of the day. You you should be able to exercise your talent and your skill, um, and do what you do best, which is hit a ball. Yeah, so I, I'm with you there. I, I don't like that they're going to appear to be banning the shift next year. Uh, that's just a strategy tool, and yes, it helps some defenses, but it's not an unfair no, not at helping all. of defenses. I mean, they can still only cover so much ground. Right, there is going to be open spots regardless. Right, it, it, it's really just catdering to the people that refuse to change. Yeah, that they can't lay a bunt down. Which the is third more, base right. which is more of a problem in baseball than anything. I think. Like um, uh, last night, even um, we had a shift on. I can't even remember who was at bat. But Olsen was a little bit inside, and they had a shift on, and he hit on the inside of his bat, and it went up, up, it just blooped, and it dropped right in between, right in the area between um, right field and, and, and Olsen at, at first base. And he still managed to get on and beat the shift. So yeah, Blue pits are a part of baseball, too. Right. You can make the weakest contact on, of all time, man. but if it finds a hole, it finds a hole. Who cares how it gets there? And hitters take that all the time. They have no problem with it. Well, and I'll tell you what, uh, Austin Riley's first hit uh, of the night was right where the second baseman would have been. Because what's really happened, 10 years ago, they started shifting for left-handed hitters. But now, right. the last five years, they're shifting for everybody, yeah, shifting right. varieties and stuff. And so they shifted for Riley, and he just hit a ground ball Boom. simply to where the second baseman would have been and got a base hit. So, like, it is I, – I, I understand that – it's a different way that baseball's ever been from the previous, I don't know, 120 years. But at the same time, it's just a new strategy that people came up with. And you got to allow people to – the day and a age. new strategy. Imagine you know? if the New York Jets wanted to try the shotgun for the first time and the NFL <laughs> told them no. Right. You, like, where, where would why football is he be standing today? away why? from the center? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's seven yards behind the center. Stop that. What is this Stop blasphemy? That. It doesn't make any sense. None. Yeah, so I think we're all in agreement with that one. Only got one minute left in the show. This one's kind of obvious. I've heard most people uh, agree with this and be good with it. Everyone good with the DH in the National League? Of course. Yeah. You want to stand for yeah. it? Yeah, I was, I was against it in 2020. Then I watched it happen in 2020, and now I'm all for it. Oh. I was, I'm about the DH. The, Sounds more fun to the lineup. The yeah. only sad thing is uh, I do not know if there will be any more opportunities for Maxwell Freed. No. Uh, uh, I mean, he did get he the might. last pitcher Silver Slugger, didn't he? I think I, so. He might have, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he got it this past year. I mean, year. when you get into like those late-game situations, you could still see him in a DH spot, I think. So, forever held in history as the last pitcher, Silver Slugger. Yeah, Tim Kirchin was uh, was also on the call last night from the dugout, and he was going off on the, like, the last time we'll see this and this yeah. for a pitcher and like how Max Scherzer gave up a grand slam to a pitcher a couple years ago, and it was the first time he'd ever allowed a home run to the pitcher. Madison Bumgarner had – an opening day where he hit two home runs back in like 2017, 2015. Bartolo Colon, like rest in peace. Well, he, <laughs> he's still alive, but he's not playing baseball anymore. <laughs> yeah, just wanted to clarify that right there. But uh, Brant killed a guy. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's go to this hour-ending break. On the other side, hour number two, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about some Auburn stuff. Is getting set for baseball softball series this weekend, as well as a day and also give you a Masters update as well. Ryan Brandt and Cam with you. Brooks will join us in hour number two as well on the Friday edition of Sports Call. 
one hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour number two of Sports Hall getting underway. Tiger 95.9, Ryan Lavoy, Cam Berry, Brent Daughtry with you here. Spent a fun first hour talking some baseball, some baseball rule changes. Also had a call from Daryl from Auburn. And uh, a fun first hour reminder that we will be getting off air at 5.15 today. 5.15 for Auburn softball as they take on Arkansas in Fayetteville. 5.45 airtime here on Tiger 95.9. And then on our sister station at 5.45, FM Talk 93.9, Auburn takes on Vanderbilt in baseball at Plainsman Park. All right, let's uh, go back to the Auburn Bank phone line. First time in hour number two, second time of the show today. Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve joins us. Steve, how are you doing? Hey, thanks for asking. Uh, doing really good. Now, uh, who's on today uh, beside you, Ryan? It's uh, Brent Daughtry. Yes, sir. Ryan, Brent, okay. and Cam. And Cam, all right. Yes, sir. Good afternoon to all of you then. All right, guys. Uh, I see uh, we got some uh, shout-outs, awards. Uh, Miss Suni Lee, my daughter texted me earlier this morning saying that she got uh, Regional District uh, Gymnast of the Year. I didn't see that. Yes. Uh, yeah, she told me, she texted me this morning. She said she, got, she was awarded Regional uh, District Gymnast of the Year. I haven't seen that press release anywhere. That's interesting, mm. but I mean, it doesn't shock me. I, I'm sure that she's no. she's going to get a ton of awards. She's but amazing. I, yeah, I, I didn't think that they were going to give out any uh, awards until the end of the year. Okay, so I didn't know who awarded that. Um, my daughter didn't specify, but I trust her to be pretty honest. Oh. She's a school teacher. Yep, it was posted to the Auburn Wire. Yep, that's yep, what I'm looking at right now. Who awarded it? Uh, the WCGA. Uh, the Women's College Gymnastics Association. Yep. Okay, so this is a legitimate organization then? Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, are they, is this like the Southeast, or what region are we talking about? Region 4. So I assume just, the Southeast. Yeah, I, I would assume also the Southeast. Okay, uh, do we know if anyone has ever, in, in, in Auburn Gymnastics, ever won a award like that? Uh, Auburn has won awards like this before. I'm not sure that they have... Uh, been, I'm not sure it's been a while. Um, reading this press release right now, she's the first SEC champion since 1994. Yep. Um, where she got a 10 on bars. Um, so I, I don't know if anybody from Auburn has ever won an award of this magnitude or, or really how much this magnitude is, but it's legit and SUNY is incredible and she's gonna she's gonna win a lot of hardware this year. Well, good for her. She she earned it and she definitely 
um, you know, is, uh, is to be committed uh, for that kind of award. All right, moving on, guys. This is Ryan LaVoy. Yes, sir. I appreciated the education. I listened to the podcast last night uh, that you had about, uh, and I think it's also Brooke Childress, I think, was talking about the, uh, the uh, to, to me, you know, you know, I don't shy away from controversy, right? Well, I heard you talk about the Masters and uh, how outlandish it is, the difficulty for getting tickets. Right. And apparently there's a lottery. How does one get into the lottery? Uh, you can uh, you anyone can apply to be in the lottery. Brooks, I know for a fact, applies every year, and a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people apply to be in the lottery. So the people that we see clapping and yelling uh, at the Masters, these people are either really wealthy or they know a lot of people who are very wealthy. Yes, or, yeah, or they're drawn at random from the lottery. Yeah. Okay, how many people do you know are drawn at random? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a large percentage of it. Um, I know that I've had friends be able to go to, uh, the practice rounds. Um, I don't know. And actually Tom Peavy, I believe has been, but I don't think he won the lottery to get to go. I think he, uh, had a friend that had tickets or something like that. But, uh, yeah, uh, th- it's a, it's definitely a good percentage of the lottery, but I don't think they make public what percentage that is. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, do you know, uh, the crowds that you see, you know, following the, uh, the players, what percentage of those are, are, you know, just got lottery tickets and got lucky? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I, I could speculate that it's, it, like I said, still a good number, uh, probably half or more, but I, I don't uh, I don't know the number. Okay, so here's a controversial comment. After hearing what you said about uh, the tickets that are uh, apparently, um, I guess, third party, uh, you can buy them, but then these people who or some of them are banned right. for life. Yep. Yeah, they take okay. very seriously if you're if you're if you're given tickets to the Masters in some form or fashion, you are expected to use them for for you or your family. You are not to sell them and profit off of them. Okay, so um, you guys are, are welcome to rebut me, but after hearing all those comments and you educated me, Ryan, about this guy, you know about the Masters, don't really have very much interest in golf. You know, this to me strikes me as the epitome of elitism and snobbery. Uh, that they limit uh, the general public from uh, attending this uh, golf, you know, tournament. Uh, it's so damn special that you know you've got to be really, really, really special uh, to apparently to attend. And I'm surprised that uh, they haven't gone to having people, you know, watch on TV and have to pay a premium uh, for a premium channel uh, to broadcast it, uh, to watch it. Um, I just think it's ostentatious. I'll use that big word because I'm learning from Auburn when I graduated. Um, you, I'm going to hear your above, guys. Yeah, I mean, obviously there is a, a lucrative part of it. Um, I, I'm not going to agree and go that far. Um, they do make it accessible for everyone to watch free through online, TV, etc., um, just like they would any other tournament. Uh, it's just, you know, some, uh, you know, obviously tournaments and, and events are allowed to choose how they do the ticketing. They know that there would be a, a huge, uh, a huge appeal to going and essentially they limit the attendance there because they don't want it to get rambunctious. They have set rules and they want to make sure that, that no hoopla goes on during the most important golf tournament of the year. So, um, yeah, I'm not. It's not going to draw any criticism from me. 
Okay. All right. Uh, fair enough. Well, uh, speaking of criticism, guys, if you haven't read it, I would uh, strongly urge you to read it, uh, especially if you're an Auburn fan. It comes from Phil Marshall's Wednesday Musings. He'll do these from time to time, these columns. It has some, something to do that I had made some comments maybe last week, I think, about how uh, during the Final Four and even the Final Championship game, no the crickets. There were no mentions by any of the analysts on there or any other sports announcers about Mr. Bill Self and the impending level one charges against uh, him and uh, Arizona, I mean, Kansas. And, uh, you know, people said, well, you know, um, it just wasn't mentioned or whatever. Well, this little Marshall apparently takes uh, my side as well on this because I, I thought it's a great deal. And those, to me, it's outlandish double standards. So here's what he says. He says, kudos to Kansas basketball players for the biggest comeback in NCAA championship game history. Then he goes on to say this. Shame on those who cover the sport on television for not even mentioning that head coach Bill Self has been accused of serious wrongdoing by the NCAA. In Cam Newton's television interviews, and you guys, I don't know, you probably remember, I, I recall it. But anyway, in Cam Newton's television interviews at the ESPN Awards night, and they did it that night, in the highest trophy presentation, he was bombarded. And I'm saying, and that's probably uh, putting it lightly, with questions about his issues with the NCAA. Those issues, of course, came to nothing. Game announcers constantly talked about it. And here's the guy who is the, the, the hallmark, the epitome of duplicity and double standards. Tim Brando, who did the Heisman interview, said it was his journalistic duty to do what he did. Philip Marshall was on to say, I have neither seen nor heard anything like it since. Apparently, there was no journalistic duty when it came to self. Or for that matter, will wait before he was fired. Either ignore those issues or don't, but don't have such a massive double standard. And I agree uh, with that assessment, guys. Uh, why didn't somebody call Tim Brando out? Right. What happened to his you know, journalistic duty to call out Bill Self? Yeah, no, I, I absolutely think that, that Cam got wronged, uh, and he has been wrong at many times in his career, in the yeah. way he's been treated uh, has not been like others have been treated, uh, and I think most would agree with that. Um, you know, I, on the Bill Self thing, you know, Tim Brando obviously was not covering this game as working the TV broadcast or radio broadcast or anything like that. So, you know, we were talking about different people covering this and covered the Heisman uh, ceremony and all that for Cam. And, you know, I personally, when it's the, the sport's biggest game, I like to stay away from controversy. Uh, I want to focus on uh, the players there. And I understand that Bill Self uh, has committed violations or at least has been alleged to that. And there is a time and place to talk about that. Uh, but during a national championship game, uh, I'd prefer that, that not be a big talking point. And, Ron, everything you said has merit. I agree with you. But they chose not to have that kind of respect towards Cam Newton, though. Right, and, and that, but that's something – I agree with you yeah. that was wrong, but it's also over a decade ago now. No, but what I'm saying is uh, where are the journalistic duties of the people that cover uh, the NCAA you know, basketball championship? And no one thought, gee, this is pretty egregious, you know, uh, Mr. Bill Self. Uh, what's your uh, comments, you know, at least – 
Are you a journalist? We uh, we have all done a little bit of journalism yeah. in the past, but none of us have true journalism degrees. It's well, I, my my Steve. The, the answer to your question is that the opinion on things like this has changed. In 2010, it was seen very differently. Yeah. Now, no, now it is just kind of out in the open that everybody's doing dirty stuff. No one really cares anymore. So I ask questions. Yeah, about every everyone, all the questions have been asked and answered. And anytime you ask, if if I were to go up to Bill Self during the interview and say, "Hey, why did you pay those players? Do you think this national championship's going to remain? Do you are you worried you're going to get fired? Going to get a no comment? Yeah, whatever. You're <laughs> going to get no commented, and you're you're, you're going to waste you're going to waste your question. Uh, well, and see, uh, uh, excuse me, Rupti. See, I take a different take on that. I don't think it's waste because I know he's going to give a coach speed comment. But to me, he's going to say no comment, that, and that's yeah, going to be the end people, of it. And you're you're not going to get a chance to ask another question. Need to be they need to be shamed in public because you know, you know what? It does matter if you lie. It does matter uh, if you make a badass offer, a strong ass offer to people uh, when that's illegal. I, I mean, Steve, I agree with the, that. I don't, you know, public shaming it. If he gets fired, that's public shaming. Yeah. Uh, as long as he still has his job, then whatever. Because as it we is, see, I mean, we see from the Will Wade stuff, I mean, if it comes down and it's proven where he cheated and everything is seen and it's 100%, you know, everything that's gone through, I mean, we we can basically speculate that Will Wade is going to be exiled. He's from, done. Yeah, he's from done. College he's basketball, never going to coach basketball you know? again. I, 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 I highly doubt that he will. And if it gets to that point where it's that egregious with, with Bill Self, I would see where the same thing would happen. Yes or no? Probably so. You're right. Now, if I understand correctly from what I read, I think you mentioned too, Ron, that even if he's found or the NCAA finds uh, them guilty uh, himself, that that does not uh, mean that they will have their national championship uh, taken away from them, correct? Correct. Yeah, that that's... That's not going to be something on the table because it's not going to be a situation where they're going to rule that those players that were used during that game were ineligible. Uh, that would be the only time that that would come into play is if ineligible players played. Like uh, that's why you know people felt very strongly one way or the other about this. But it's why you know technically Reggie Bush lost his Heisman because he was ruled that he was an ineligible player back then. And so no matter what stance you had on that. Th- that was what the NCAA ruled. They can't rule that here because there's not, I, uh, to my knowledge, there's no players in question with eligibility issues that played. Okay, fair enough. All right, let's go to something lighter then. How about one of our new uh, uh, commitments in basketball, Mr. Trey Donaldson? Did you see uh, the award that he just got? Yeah. Um, I don't, I now, don't first exactly. I thought it was a joke, but Florida's Dairy Farm Association Player of the Year Yes, I did see that. And that's a legitimate award. Is that right, guys? If they're giving it out, then yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, first, you know, I thought, is this supposed to be a joke, you know? Or <laughs> yeah. a dairy farm association? I didn't even know they gave out uh, an award from the Dairy Farm Association Florida. Uh, so that's legitimate, then. Yes, sir. Okay, apparently it's a big award from what I read uh, in Florida. Yes. Uh, to have gotten it. Yes, it is. Uh, it's sort of like if the, one of our football players got Alabama Football Player of the Year award. Something like yeah, that, I'm prob- sure. Yeah, probably some, something similar. Okay. Now, on a really lighter note, and this may be really last, uh, I don't know if you guys have already seen it, uh, but this came on the internet from insider.com, 
and it's entitled Tiger Woods is so popular that hundreds of people gather to see him leave a bathroom. <laughs> hmm. I, I, you know what? I can believe that. I can 100% believe that. So I had to read it, and sure enough, it says right here, uh, according to one report, hundreds, hundreds were waiting to watch as Wood was exit a bathroom early in his round. Yeah. I, are, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I'm never going to say that waiting some, for someone outside the restroom is a good look, but uh, it, go, it goes to show you that there is inarguably no one that has meant more to a singular sport than Tiger Woods has meant to golf. Yeah, they call it the Tiger Effect. Yeah, there's a lot of Tiger Effects out there. That, that's quite a funny one. Oh, my Lord. Well, can, can you imagine if you were Tiger Woods and you walk out of the restroom and heard people sitting there clapping on you? <laughs> yeah. How'd it go in there, man? Okay, it was <laughs> yeah. a good one. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, see of Tiger Woods, where is he standing right now? Uh, in, the, in the current rounds. Yeah, he, he's unfortunately just had a back-to-back bogey. So he, he got it to one over, and he was just four back of the lead at that point. But now he's back down to three over, um, and, and it's got to get going again. He's got a par five that he's playing right now. Maybe he can get one back on. But uh, it's been a, pretty, been a pretty trying round for him today. Okay. And I know uh, both our teams uh, are going to be pretty much a challenge, uh, especially the softball team. Is it Arkansas, right? Yeah, both uh, both Auburn teams, uh, batted ball sports, will have a uh, a tough time of things. Obviously, when you go on the road uh, and and play a top twenty five team like Arkansas, you're going to be having um, a tough series. So, I think the goal is just to make sure you get at least one out of three. Uh, I think Arkansas. I'm trying to. They are ranked tenth in the country, so this is technically a top ten team that Auburn is playing on the road. And softball. And then our team is facing Vanderbilt. Uh, what's Vanderbilt rank? Uh, I think they're in the teens. I'll check that one more time. Again, they were uh, they were defeated three times by Tennessee. I know they got demolished. Yeah, and, and the Vols are just. Tw- I think they're twenty-seven and one, and they've not lost a conference game. So Tennessee's been insane. Vanderbilt is now ranked sixteenth. So so still top what, twenty. What kind of chances do you you give us, Ryan? Uh, for getting two out of three here. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love Auburn's chances of getting one in both those series. The real question uh, is that second game. I definitely don't expect any sweeps. Um, Auburn, baseball-wise, they're going to have to make sure that uh, they do a good job with their starters, getting off to good starts, getting it in the bullpen. I think this bullpen can be pretty good when they're structured to it, but when they're having to go to the bullpen in the third and fourth inning, that's when it really throws everything for a loop. Um, I, I, for as far as softball, they, they had a very disappointing loss to Florida, not disappointing in the fact that uh, they felt that they, uh, you know, Florida was a terrible team. Florida's a really good team. It was just that Auburn did have chances to win that series. So I don't know. These are two really competitive series, Steve, and I expect Auburn. I expect both teams to at least win one, and, and that third game will, will be the decider. Uh, you guys, you guys going to the eight day game? Yes, Cam is. I'm yes. going to the eight day game. Okay, um, you know, guys, when I lived in Oak Lake, I used to go to the game. I think I was paying two dollars and went to five. I cannot. To me, I think it's egregious that they're charging ten dollars. Good thoughts. 
that's eh, no big it's, deal. It's the I cheapest paid. college football yeah, ticket of I the mean, year. <laughs> I paid the ten bucks, and I paid for my girlfriend and I. It's no big deal, you know, to me. It was. Well, how did it was. go from two dollars to ten dollars? To me, it's amazing. Inflation. <laughs> wow. Gee, okay. Um, all right. Now, uh, I usually do not like to bring politics uh, to this uh, radio show, but um, you may. I'm, I don't think it's politics, but I thought I'd like to just, you know, before I say. Uh, uh, good night to you guys. Uh, to mention that a historical, uh, to me, historical uh, event occurred today, and that is that uh, we have now a justice in Supreme Court who, for the first time, will be a black American uh, a female. And to me, that's a historical event. And I just didn't know if you guys, if she uh, was uh, sworn in today. Yeah, yeah I, d- I did, I did hear, hear about that, that. actually. Yeah, I, that's I've, really cool. I've been following that kind of loosely, and uh, you're right, Steve, we don't like to talk about politics, but I, I feel perfectly comfortable saying that having a black woman on the Supreme Court is a big deal and should be very, celebrated. Very big deal. Well, and I didn't uh, know this until I read it. Not only, you know, is that historical, uh, but she uh, was one of the rarest uh, Supreme Court just nominees who has gotten a unanimous from the American Bar Association an A-plus rating. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that. Yes, I didn't know it either. Uh, but she's uh, one of the very few people that has gotten an A-plus rating unanimously from the American Bar Association Committee. So I thought, well, they must uh, think very highly of uh, her uh, judicial, I guess, uh, insights yeah. and, uh, and rulings. All right. So uh, now who's going to get to the, to the game tomorrow, remind me? Um, Cam. I'm going. Cam. Cam, you're going. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it doesn't really mean very much. You know that, right? It's oh, yeah. to be a scrimmage. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember when I went to see Cam Newton at A-Day, and he threw two interceptions. Yeah, he, he <laughs> looked rough. Out. He looked rough in oh, that A-Day. Oh, my God. He said, oh, my God, Cam Newton's going to be the, the starting quarterback. And people said, oh, Lord, you know. Yeah. And um, you know how that worked out. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited just to see and be out there, be back in Jordan-Hare, and just kind of hang out a little bit and kind of enjoy the the light atmosphere. Um that'll kind of give a great preview into into the fall and how that's going to go um but i'm i'm very interested to see um you know the quarterback the quarterbacks that are going to play and and who's going to take the majority of the snaps i didn't know that calzada was going to be um getting any any playing time in the spring game so i'm excited to see him okay now this will not be televised is that right you said it will not. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty not, sure it will. I, I think it maybe was. SEC Network. I'm not sure. Right. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw fine. Oh, it will be. Um, give me a sec. I thought it was. I thought it was as well. It usually is. I don't have been in the past. So I thought maybe they weren't doing it anymore. Yeah, it'll be live streamed somewhere. I'm looking at the Montgomery Advertiser right now. Cool. And it's at one o'clock or two. One. Is that? One central. It will be on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus. Okay. All right. Well, at least uh, I won't have to get out any uh, picture of this ball. So yeah, either way, Auburn wins. So Either way, we win. Uh, speaking of picture of this ball, guys, have you heard anything from Mr. Um, Javon Cutler? Yeah, I have. I, I've uh, spoken to him recently. He's getting settled in right now up there in Bristol. Um enjoying himself uh kind of he said they're slowly easing him into how everything's working up there and uh he's really excited and he's he's loving it all right 
Well, I've taken enough of your time, guys. Thank you for letting me ramble. And if you do, or whenever you do talk to Javon, please tell him that more damn city says more damn to him, okay? I will. All right, you guys. Have a uh, relaxing uh, evening and a relaxing, entertaining weekend. And we'll talk to you sometime next week. Until then, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle. War Eagle, that is retired Ward AMC, joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. We need to take our first break of hour number two. On the other side, more sports call after this. Follow our sports call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? Welcome back into the Friday edition of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, or the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry, Brant Daughtry. And look who decided to show up. Welcome. Brooks Childress. I was getting a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, was getting, I was getting a t-shirt. How are you, sir? I'm great. Um, I will uh, not, uh, I'll be honest with everybody, I was working. But I was also watching some of the Masters as between things that I needed to work. We were, but I have laptop on in here. Well, I can't see around. You know, I, I'm, I was listen, listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had a bigger screen out back, so <laughs> I was I was checking out the Masters there. Scotty Scheffler's been doing good. Like oh, they don't show gracious. him. He's not in the featured group. So. Uh, you see, I was watching the full broadcast. So Scotty Scheffler's been. You know, he's at four. I think he's leading at four. Oh, that right matters. It's Tiger. Yeah, that's right. Agreed. <laughs> All <laughs> right, now's the time. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, I've dreaded this. Oh no! Because uh, I'm no, I know we're not going to agree. Brant does not like the Masters. Yeah, and Brant does not like golf. He's made it very clear. Brant on, on on and off the show. I also do not enjoy golf, but I I will be learning to play it soon. So here's here's my yeah, thing. Go for like it. I've I've never played golf. Right. I understand that it's a very difficult sport. I have respect for the people who do it at a high level because dang it, it is impressive. It's hard. Um, my problem with golf is less the sport. And more, uh, I'll say the event of the Masters, growing up in Georgia, growing up at the center of the state of Georgia, you would think that the Masters was not, was not a sport. You would think it was a religious gathering. It's like, you know how in the Islamic faith, people have to make a yearly pilgrimage to the city of Mecca. <laughs> the Masters is like that for white people in Georgia. Um and I, I just, I hate He's so right that people. He's so thank right. you. I hate that people who don't care about golf any other time of year, Facts. all of a sudden know the Masters are coming. Yeah, the Masters, the Masters like it's such a big deal. Like if you like golf, that's fine. I don't have any problem if you like golf. I hate Tiger just the, birdied. 
Yes. I hate the reverence. And that's cool. Like Tiger Woods is a very cool story. I think I think everything that Tiger does is very impressive. Again, I'm not bashing the sport of golf. I'm not bashing people who enjoy it regularly. It's boring though. Just the event. It's very boring. It's very boring to watch. I'm bashing and I, a part of it is Steve touched in, uh, touched on it in his phone call and I'm not going to go as hard as he did, but the exclusivity that golf has is just annoying to me. I've never been the type who enjoys Put on a button up, put on a coat, yeah. put on a tie. Yeah. You know, that's never been me. I've always hated black tie events. I like wearing suits occasionally. Like I love weddings. I love going to weddings. But I hate I hate events where I feel like if I come up to you in what I'm wearing now, which is shorts and a t shirt, then I would be turned away. That has always bothered me. Yeah. And I feel the masters the is this is a bad the, time to uh, let you know about our new uh Uniform policy at work. <laughs> <laughs> Is that coming in Monday Walker. or Tuesday? <laughs> uh, Sunday, actually. <laughs> so, so when I'm the only one here yeah. boarding Auburn softball, yeah. I'm gonna have we'll, to be we'll wearing know. a suit. We'll know. Nice, nice, nice. I do have a suit. No, look, I man. will wear it. But and I, I look good in it, Dave Gum, and I like wearing that suit. If it ain't the waste management open, I don't want it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I, I, I hate events that scream exclusivity, uh, and you know. Again, it's it's just like you don't care about golf any other time of year, but now that this one golf tournament is being played in Augusta, Georgia, which is nowhere near where I grew up, it's like a three hour drive, then it's 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 annoying. It's yeah. annoying to me. Yeah. I, I that's and that those are my thoughts. Feel free to counter or agree or whatever. Everyone's tiled to their own opinion. The way that I've seen the Masters, it's there like there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Brooks put this in yesterday for us, yeah. and uh, I almost got chastised. Oh, my, my headphones for, are off. Uh, I almost got chastised. It's the Masters theme. Ah, there it is. I almost oh, got I'm chastised dead. for not giving uh, the music in the background oh. for a scoreboard update. Yesterday. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. You have to. It, it, you've got to have the master. If Definitely you're giving a scoreboard should. update, that's you've got to have this. Uh, we have fun. So I, we do have fun here. Yeah, no, Most we do. Of the time. Um. I obviously I played golf in high school, so unfortunately that's why I knew we would agree. Right, right, right. No matter how great points you made, you know it was just going to be like. And that's fine. Yeah. That's again, like <laughs> if you like golf, that's fine. That's your bag. Whatever. I, I don't have an opinion one Is way it or the golf other. Bag? Can be. <laughs> Can be a golf bag. Do you have a caddy? Oh. Someone else has to carry your tools for you. That's what? another thing. I just like. I mean, I'm just like, oh, I'm too good to carry all my stuff. I'm the actual talent. You. Pack mule in your white onesie. <laughs> wow, strong takes. Follow me. <laughs> strong takes. That's just takes golf, for man. Brandt. That's just golf. Hot take, Brant over here. As uh, I am not a hot take guy. <laughs> I just and again, I'm not expecting. Scorching. I don't. I do not expect anybody to agree with me. If you disagree, you that's you fine. You if you hate you me for this, I think that's an overreaction. But it's I okay. Don't hate you. This is just, and I'm, okay. I'm not speaking I'm just you, to you. I'm speaking to anybody who is listening now Brands. or will be listening in the future. Brands. I'm with you, man. I don't like golf either. Brands. Brooks hates me. I don't hate anybody. I'm going <laughs> to My brother in Christ, I do not hate you. But just know that if murder was legal, I'd do it. <laughs> when the angels shine their rays down upon Amon Corner... No one ever says this the, about football, the glorious, man. The glorious... I grew up in oh, Jordan Hare Stadium where everyone was goodness. screaming as loud as possible. Yeah. Fast. Then I watched golf. Right? And everybody's like, like... If you cough when a dude is trying to set up his tee shot, you you're get getting crucified. kicked out. The glorious color green paints the, <laughs> the atmosphere. 
of one of the most wonderful settings in golf. <laughs> have you one ever been to Augusta, Georgia? Dude. <laughs> you have. No, city, Savannah. You've the been city Savannah, yeah. or the the course? Oh, the, the, city the city of Augusta. Of Augusta. Now. There, it's it's, it's not like any other city, gray. man. Go, yeah. It is any other city. It's Go really not jackets, exciting. You know? Go Green Jackets. Go Green Jackets. The Augusta. I had a friend who went to uh, Augusta University or University of Augusta. I can't remember which one. Oh, She's right. Might still be well, I, need, I need my music back. Oh, you need, you need yeah, I need, I need, I need music more? back. I'm not sorry. done here. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <He's> not, <laughs> it is Augusta University, by the Brent. way. He's Shout he's out to Rachel. He's not done She's with you, buddy. This is why I was waiting for Brooks before Brent. we did this. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm perfectly okay with it. Bring it on, dog. What else you got? Fathers and sons. <laughs> <laughs> Pimentos and cheese. <laughs> Jim this Nance gold. telling you hello, friends, in the most calming voice you ever heard. I, I've never met Jim Nance. He's not my friend. Uh, I'm he sure he's a wonderful person. Friend. I've never met the man. You I cannot tell me. You can't. You can't That's what tell he had me. for lunch today. <laughs> Brooks has not raised his voice at all. You can't raise your voice during this song. It's got to have a, a solid That's tone. why my headphones are off. Brant. <laughs> <laughs> the angels themselves. It's a journey. This is the second time you've mentioned angels. <laughs> it's a journey of solidarity. But no man. There's no walks solidarity. Oh, There's a dude in a white jumper following you around. It oh. is a. It is. It is a journey of solidarity. But no man walks oh. it alone. Oh, no man walks. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any what sense. What a beautiful way of words. Oh. You good? You need Augusta you need, National. Oh, okay. <laughs> the site of the 2022 masters and the 21 and the 20 and the 19 and the oh. 18 and the 17 and the 16 oh, I that. travel that through those was, hallowed grounds that was golden i've ridden by augusta national i guess oh. like the outside it just it looks like a and highway. you were touched when you rode by there you were touched by an angel i don't think i was <laughs> i don't think you I were never the same oh man Mm, nope, can't say thank that on the radio. Gonna, thank, gonna, gonna keep thank, that one in my mouth. Thank you, Brooks. Gonna, Scotty Scheffler's currently five gonna under. Gonna use the filter oh, there. He's the leader. He is the leader at five under. Two oh. shots ahead. One of our DJs, Barry Blanchard, wants to mention that the music is beautiful. Oh, and yes, it 100% amazing. is. It's that the is calming presence. So oh. funny, bro. There is If the music wasn't better. playing, Brooks would be throttling me. There is nothing better uh, than a you, Sunday afternoon... No, watching the match. Where you get Jim Nance to welcome, say hello, friends, welcome in, and then you would settle in for three hours <laughs> of some of the most beautiful golf you've ever seen. I would rather watch and then Auburn. Tiger Woods dropping F play football. <laughs> <laughs> that that like was, as loudly as he possibly can. Oh man, that was uh, the great thing. Obviously, we can't repeat it. Um, <sighs> but uh, he hit a shot on I think nine yesterday. And the ball rolled off the false front, rolled off the green, and he said, "Oh f off," at yeah. the go- at the golf ball, oh. which is always my favorite tiger. He just had a, oh. a great shot on the fourteenth. But Brooks, I needed that. In all that. seriousness, here, I I get people's upset, like not obsession. I get people's how they are upset and not and, and not um, enjoyment. They they don't have enjoyment of golf. In hindsight, you know, you, you look at it, it is kind of a boring sport. You know, it's it's like yeah. a lot of people have with baseball. Yeah. It takes too long. Oh, yeah. You're it's so expensive to play if you want to play it, it's so expensive. Yep. Um and there is there is an air of exclusivity. Uh you got public courses, but you know, you go to a public course and then if you've mm. ever seen a private course, if <laughs> you've ever seen Augusta National, you there's a difference here between yeah. this course and Absolutely. that course. Oh yeah. Um but I will tell you what. 
not just necessarily the Masters, but any Sunday afternoon in the summer where you can turn on the golf, turn on CBS and you've got Jim Nance calling a golf uh, tournament and you can settle in. And a, I'll tell you what, a Sunday afternoon golf nap where you're, you're, <laughs> not, you're not fully you're not asleep, watching. but you are like right just there on the cusp the of sleep where you can hear Jim Nance talking to you in the background. I've done There's that There's nothing times. better. I, Any I sporting event that puts times. me to sleep is not worth watching. You want to know a fun fact? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get the carotid some, artery is located in the throat and has a very thin layer of skin over top of it. Yeah. Nothing else protecting it. That's right. And I've got some pins in front of me. <laughs> I, I would never do That's that. That's the fun fact. The uh, fun fact you talk about people or sports putting you to sleep. This is going to get someone out there upset. Not Vince, any more than they already are. Vince Scully. Every time I'd watch a Dodgers game called by Vin Scully, he would put me to sleep. But mm. you don't mean that in a uh, bad Boring. No, yeah. no. One, it was already Calling. late at night. You know, yeah. it, it was already late at night at like 9 o'clock yeah. at, at right. minimum. And people also say that baseball is boring sometimes. Yeah. I disagree, but people have said that. That's why we are going with a ghost runner to make things more interesting. <laughs> how, take you do, that how you, you don't want. sound very serious when <laughs> you say that. It, something's interesting about it. Well, we, we talked about it. Uh, actually, early if you want to weigh in your little and your uh, extra innings. By the way, the Yankees did win that game. Therefore, I, I love that. the extra inning rule. I've never doubted it once in my life. Uh, Josh Donaldson <laughs> was the bringer of rain. Yeah. Yeah. Had Josh Donaldson walked rain. it off by hitting uh, it straight up the middle. But I'm not a huge fan wow. of the of the ghost runner on second. Uh, what about you, Brooks? We we've all had our ten cents. Ghost. I just two cents. I don't like it. I don't like it because it's it. It takes some of the strategy away from the game. I mean, well, I guess it adds different strategy to the game as well. But it, it's you go in and you've got a guy that is pitching, and he's you know if say he's gone a couple innings, you know going into it because you're already tied eighth. You pitch the eighth and ninth, mowing everybody down. You give up one mistake pitch, the very next at bat, next extra innings, game's over. Uh, yeah. You've got to, and it, it's not your yes. fault. You didn't yes. allow the runner on to second. Right. You didn't have multiple mess ups. It just that's you, a good way of putting that. You got the run. There was a just a boom runner on second. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, because I mean, obviously you have, you know, you're in a tie game, so therefore under the normal right. extra inning rules, you could in one pitch give it up in the bottom of the inning in regular rules, but it'd have to be a home run. You know, in fact, the 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 thing is, you don't even have to give up a hit. Like, just because your team didn't give up a hit, as I try and watch Tiger putt for birdie, is that you could give up a fly ball to right and another fly ball, and Tiger Woods will make that birdie, and, that you, will, and you will lose. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but that's my thing is you, you, I understand that you could also argue, well, that's strategy. You know, if you have a team that can do the little things well, just advance a runner, get in a runner without a hit, but I just don't know why you have to go to that level, you know, just because it's extra innings. And just because, you know, I don't know, we're just trying to speed up a game that's already long? Let me ask you. I don't know. I've, I've, I haven't looked this far into it. The runner that gets put on second, if I'm a pitcher, I give up that run. That's the only run I give up in the inning. Is that an earned run? No. No. I was it's say, you do get a loss, but yeah. it's not a run. See? No. Boo. You get the loss? You do get a loss. See, that's you get no. a big old L. <laughs> when you when you did not allow that runner on, okay. into scoring position in the first place. That, right. yeah, that does that's, suck. That's Your reward is an L. And I, I, let me let me say on the other side of things, there were several games last year that I watched. The Braves were not included in them because the Braves, it was just awful. Every time they got into extra innings, I was just a bucket of nerves. Yep. 
But there were some several games. I think it was a Giants game I watched um, last year that they went to like several extra innings with this rule, and it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I will admit that it was kind of fun to watch it and be like, oh, this is, uh, you know. Uh. It brings some more intensity it, to it. I'm not saying it's devoid of anything positive, but, but it's just not d- my not d- my preference. Sense. Yeah, you know? not my preference. You've um, already, you've already, if you're going to, you know, I, I you could argue just start, you know, every inning start with a runner on second. <laughs> well, that, that would you could You could make that argument. Literally, you could. I wouldn't agree with that argument, but uh, I suppose you could. Uh, just a few minutes left here in the hour. It's been a fun hour. Uh, Brooks has come in, and we've just immediately just started laughing. I think that's one of the first times in sports call history I cried <laughs> that was on live radio. So uh, that was good stuff. He said Brant so calmly. <laughs> well, the music was calming. You get it. Once that music gets on, you can only you can right. only talk above a certain decibel. You cannot. You can't go higher. It's an automatic uh, blood pressure medicine. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I'm getting up, if I get stressed out, you just listen to the <laughs> Take masters. Take ten theme. minutes of masters music a night right before bedtime. <laughs> That's what Steve needs to do instead of his Pepto Bismol. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, well, we should watch try that. Every stressful sporting event with a background of inevitably, yeah, with someone's blowing. Carolina's blowing a huge lead. Like inevitably, uh, when like Mercer scores first on Auburn in the football season, <laughs> just everyone pause. They kick, they kick the field goal. Yeah, everyone pause. <laughs> listen to the Masters theme during the commercial break, and then come back. There you go. They played in the st- played in the stadium. Just Mercer <laughs> takes the lead. That can jumbotron you, just can you imagine? It. Can you imagine if in Jordan Hare Stadium? Mercer kicks a field goal to go up 3 nothing after their first drive, and Ben Brood is just like, Masters theme. <laughs> Everyone I, calm down. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is They're not going to do it. But now I'd like to make an argument to Auburn Marketing to, when the other team is out there warming up, play the Masters theme. Well, they yes. warm up at the same time, though. That's the thing. Yeah, true. In let football, it, you warm up at the same time. Let them... Let... <laughs> <laughs> Split it up, you know. Get get all right, Auburn there out go. there. Do it like baseball does. It? Yeah, split it up. When the other team is warming up, you play the Masters theme. Get them in a nice mellow mood, and then you can you know have some fun. And then go to ham and just yeah, just uh, yeah. or just put uh, stick uh, stick some speakers in the visiting team locker room, and when they walk in, start playing it while they're in there getting you know hyped up. So yeah, we're about to run through a brick wall. Let's go, let's go, woo! And then you dun dun dun. Hello, friends, and you're oh. <laughs> Yeah, you see. Do you like think that, that um, oh. SEC how most ex- SEC football players know what the Masters is? How excited? Do yeah. they know? Will they recognize the theme? How excited? It doesn't matter if they recognize the theme. The music it's, is yeah. just calming. It's objective. It's soothing, not that's because fair. we know if it's you, the Masters. If you tell fair. me you listen to this and you're ready to run through a brick wall, because I'm not. I'm ready to sit down with I'm a mint jewel <laughs> and a pimento cheese. Stay sandwich. ready. You ain't gotta get ready, son. <laughs> At the thirteenth hole, pimento and cheese, and get ready to watch someone just put it in the drink. (laughs) I uh, I I will never play Augusta National, but like, never say never, Brant. But I, (laughs) well, if I'm playing Augusta National, something has gone drastically wrong. But if I was to, if I. I want to play it, having never played golf before, just by myself. That'd be a disgrace. And see, like, how bad can it get, baby? <laughs> That'd be a like, disgrace to the Bring course. a lot of golf balls. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bring Absolutely. A I said this yesterday, and I still stand. Not by even it. a caddy. I'm just like, I gotta pick my my own clubs out and just be like, ah, this one looks good. There's a really. Can good I hit shot. this out of the sand with this one? It's flat. 
that next time I go golfing, I just stick headphones in and listen to this the entire time I'm playing. Do it. And see what happens. It could be the greatest moment. You're of my gonna life. shoot like six under par. I buy it all in one. I hope it works backwards because I hope that you just hit a terrible shot, but someone sees that you've got your phones in, and they're like, "I wonder what he's listening to to get him that mad." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, get mad. You throwing... See, that's the thing about it. You can't get mad with oh, that man, playing. He's, he's throwing his golf clubs into the into the lake. You see, in in, <laughs> instead of I, you know, you you place it in the water instead of just a spew of explosives. I'd just be like. Well, dang it. I'll try again next time. <laughs> I guess Man. that was my fault. Darn. <laughs> End of hour number two. That was a fun hour and a little unexpected. Oh, no, I, I expected something between uh, between Brant and Brooks because I, I had a feeling. That was fun content, though. <laughs> uh, just 15 minutes, though, remain in the show. One final segment of Sports Call in the third hour after this timeout. This is Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Final hour of Sports Call today, but really just the final segment of Sports Call today on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Canberry, Brant Dontry, and Brooks Childress with you here this afternoon. Got to get you set for Auburn softball as they take on Arkansas and Fayetteville in just under an hour. Airtime here at 545. Also, Auburn baseball Taking on Vanderbilt, 545 airtime, 6 o'clock first pitch at Plainsman Park. Uh, there's also Auburn A-Day. There's a lot going on for Auburn this weekend. Is Auburn A-Day, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, exciting to see what the football team has got going. And, uh, yeah, a lot of Auburn stuff this weekend. And, uh, Brooks, I know that uh, you also, like Cam, will be going to A-Day tomorrow. And then you're going to uh, plan on being at Plainsman Park on Sunday, so you're going to get a good whiff of everything going on around here. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to do some research, you know. Probably not. I'll be eating. That's that's the main <laughs> thing I like when I go to the sporting events. I like to eat. I hope everything's open. I will say I missed the grilled cheese cart at Plainsman Park. They had a grilled cheese cart that was what? used to be there. Yeah. They had a grill. It was phenomenal. They had that? It, it grilled was cheese just, is amazing. It was regular grilled cheese, and then they had this thing called the Grilled Southern Charm, oh. where it was Texas toast, ah, American yeah. cheese, Jeez. pimento cheese, jalapenos, and bacon. Sheesh. Dang. Phenomenal. Miss it. Miss it every single day. Grilled cheese is such an underrated meal. That's probably what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. When I was younger, I pounded grilled cheese. 
I, I don't know why I stopped, but I just haven't eaten it in years. Grilled cheese is so such. E- it's such it's so easy, easy to make. Too. Yeah, it is incredibly easy. Underrated meal to make. So easy and underrated. I I love it so much. Do you have a George Foreman? Uh, I don't, but I have an air fryer. Uh, oh, I bet air fried <sighs> cheese yeah, yeah, sandwich yeah, probably grilled would hit would be great. Mm. Just got about ten minutes left in the show. We're gonna get one more phone call in oh, on nice. our Auburn Bank phone line. James from Montgomery. James joins us. James, how are you doing? I'm good at War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I know that that day game is uh, tomorrow, but I just wanted to know um, how will TJ Finley actually do in tomorrow's scrimmage game in Auburn? Well, we hope quite well. We know he'll get uh, a lot of the first team reps. We know some other quarterbacks mm-hmm. will play as well. Uh, but uh, we're looking forward to seeing TJ. Obviously, he's got. Some development to do from from last year into this year, but uh, he is the front runner to be the starting quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, because I know with uh, T.J. Finley, I know last couple of seasons, I know he didn't do so good with a season-ending injury. Uh, I think that was during the last few games before the big one, before we went to a national championship game in in 2013. But I'm just going to see how this year plays out previously from the other years that we've actually played over the years as well. So I'm just kind of seeing how T.J. Finley actually, um, you know, steps up and, you know, be who he say he is. Because I know he played at uh, LSU, so he has to get that LSU mindset out of him, and he's playing for the Auburn Tigers. He's I know we're not going to be playing LSU this year. Um, we don't have them this year on our schedule because I looked at the schedule. So he just has to worry about the guys that he's going to be, you know, passing the ball to and making the uh, the leadership development for the Auburn Tigers this year as well. Yeah, certainly TJ will have to develop in a number of ways. He obviously the quarterback is the leader of the team very frequently mm-hmm. and so that's a part of it however auburn will play lsu this year james is auburn plays lsu every year uh in college football since they are in the both in the sec western division so uh, he okay. will play his former team at some point this year okay now what if we're going to be playing like a bowl game i would like to see auburn and oregon actually play like a uh, like a big bowl game uh, this coming up year with um, former Auburn uh, quarterback Bo Nix as well. Yeah, that would certainly be quite the game, wouldn't it, James? Uh, to have Bo Nix, who led the Auburn program at quarterback for three years, uh, then play against his former team, that would be that would be something else. But obviously, we'd not a lot of SEC Pac-12 matchups in bowl seasons. So we'd have to see how that one would work. Yes, as well, because I was um, looking at like some of the different bowl games that are coming up this year, and I know that we'll be playing a different team this coming up bowl season, but I'm not quite sure on that as well for the Auburn Tigers as as that actually comes into into focus when we actually get to cross that bridge in 2022 and beyond as well. Yeah, yeah, and and no one knows who we're going to play in the bowl game right now since the. Uh, games have not yet kicked off, but uh, I'm sure around December or so, that's when everybody will start getting their bowl assignments. Yes, that's why, because that's when I'm looking at like a lot of different bowl games and seeing what teams will be going where and who's going to actually um, take that that chance to actually get like a 
a home field advantage or a on the road field advantage as well. Would you like to see Auburn play kind of uh, closer to the state of Alabama, like in Florida or Georgia? Or would you like to see them go out west and play in like La- the Las Vegas Bowl, for example? Um, well, that I would like to see Auburn actually play like in Las Vegas or Texas or Florida, just to name those few um, those neutral sites as well. But with Vegas, with everybody's betting and you know everything out there. I mean, that's going to be kind of a hard toss-up for Auburn, so I think it might be like a 75 76% chance on the FPI that we might make it to Las Vegas sometime in the near future as well. Yeah, that would be a pretty high chance if that were the case. All right, James, let's get give us one more thing. And like I said, I'm sorry that we have a short show today, but give us one more thing to talk about since we only got a couple more minutes left. Well, I'm just going to see how my Texas Rangers are actually going to be doing today and uh, seeing if we're going to make it to the uh, postseason when they actually kick off in a couple of um, weeks from now. Yeah, the the Rangers, I I think they have opening day uh, today, don't they, James? I think they they should be Mm -hmm. having a game tonight. Uh, They look like they've got the Toronto Blue Jays up first. Yes, so we do have a three-game series with the Toronto Blue Jays. We play them today, tomorrow, and Sunday. I'm not quite sure on those two days as well, so I just have to look at our schedule. And then uh, tonight, the Montgomery Biscuits actually have a three-game road series against the Mississippi Braves. They play today, tomorrow, and Sunday before opening day on uh, next this coming up Tuesday as well. Okay, I got you. I did not know the uh, Biscuits already played or were already going to play Mississippi. That's quite early in the year. Yeah, so they actually going to be playing uh, their uh, three-game series before they do their big one out in Montgomery, Alabama as well. And that's the series uh, Tom Peavy will be at, right? Yes. So I will actually be out there, and um, we might actually probably may give out some uh, tickets to the A-Day game uh, to the opening uh, week of Auburn uh, football season as well. So I don't know if he might have uh, tickets to actually give out because I know a lot of people always call the show. So um, I might as well, you know, help you all out as well. That's okay. Yeah, well, we'll let you know if we have any uh, tickets to give away. We, You're right, we often do, but uh, we've not been given our tickets for this year. So when we do, we'll let you know and we'll see how we can give them away. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle, thank you for the call, James. That is James from Montgomery joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. Just a couple minutes left in the show. Got to get off here at 5.15, but we appreciate that phone call from James. And, uh, yeah, always good to talk to callers. Got Glad we got one more in there. Probably saved us from 10 to 15 more minutes of uh, – Masters music and uh, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't mean it like Get that. Him. I meant it like uh, ten to fifteen more minutes of of Masters music to very conflicting opinions of that said <laughs> music and of that event. But uh, all right, just a couple minutes left in the show, so we do need to do this. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Sports Call's nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola, which Brooks for the second day, not second day in a row, yeah, second day in a row, you're drinking one of those. That's right. Segment. Great Zero job. Sugar. Is it the best Coke ever? Try one to find out. Okay, you're, you're nice. You've tried it, so. 
It's not the best Coke. It's good. Try it. Find out. It's not the best. Find Coke. out for I, yourself. I uh, when I do drink Coke, which is very rare at this point, I prefer Coke Zero. I can't drink regular Coke. It's be- Coke Zero is better than Diet Coke. Uh, oh yeah, I'll by, a lot. Say that. by a lot. I'm a Sprite guy. I like Sprite too. I like them Center. all. I'll drink just about everything. <laughs> I like them all, except for Sprite Zero. Sprite's fine. I would not. I've never had Sprite Zero. I would rather do anything else. Than yeah, Sprite Zero. but uh, it's like just about everything else. Club soda. All right. Six o'clock, Paramount Network. Yeah, go for it. I'm sorry. Your movie picks for the evening. Six o'clock on Paramount Network. The Independence Day. I don't know why I put the in front of it. It's just Independence Day. Will Smith, starring Will Smith, and uh, who's there's someone else that's big in there. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Morgan Freeman in that one. I'm thinking of White House. Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan Freeman is not in Independence Day. He is no. It's not White House down. It's Olympus. It's the other one. It's the other one where aliens invade the White House. Yes. No. No. Someone invades the White House. Anyway. (laughs) Independence Day, 6 o'clock on Paramount Network. The other movie picked for you this evening, 616 on Stars Encore. Grown Ups 2, Adam Sandler and all his best friends reunite for Grown Ups 2. Phenomenal. Adam Sandler. Uh, Your movie, not movie picks, those are your movie picks. Sports picks for the evening, 6 o'clock on the SEC Network Plus. Number 16, Vanderbilt and Auburn open up a three-game series in Plainsman Park in baseball. Also at 6 o'clock in the SEC Network, plus number 17, Auburn, and number 10, Arkansas, take to the field in Fayetteville for a three-game series in softball. You can, you also, can also listen to that game right here on Tiger 95.9. Thank you, Brian. You got it. Yeah. You got it. You I, was gonna, I was going to do the promotional thing. But you can you also did. listen to the game where, Brant? Listen to the uh, baseball game where. You can listen to the baseball game on FM Talk 93.9, or you can listen to the softball game right here. And one other game that you can watch and listen to from Tiger Communications. Cincinnati and the Braves go at it game two on 620 on Bally Sports South. Also listen to that game on AM 1230 WAUD. And then watch the Masters. Wow. Appreciate that, Brooks. You're welcome. And Brant, appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. We're not mad at you, I promise. <laughs> uh, you are, and that's fine. <laughs> You're not someone, is it? Cam, enjoy 8A tomorrow. Have a yes, good weekend, sir. sir. I will. And uh, again, we thank all those who tuned in and called in. For Brant, Cam, Brooks, I am Ryan. Hope you have a great A-Day weekend. We will talk to you on Monday.